This is the Innovation Engine Podcast. Every Monday, we bring you interviews with some of the world's leading authorities on innovation. We talk about company culture, corporate leadership, emerging trends in technologies, and more. Coming to you from Three Pillar Global's headquarters in Fairfax, Virginia, here's your host, Will Sherlin. Welcome back to the Innovation Engine Podcast. On this week's episode, we'll be taking an early look at the 2016 Digital Entertainment World Expo, otherwise known as DO. How to get involved in the 2016 startup competition at DO. How technology is changing not just the media and entertainment world, but the event world as well, and much more. Here with us today to discuss all that and more is Ned Sherman. Ned is the co-founder and CEO of Digital Media Wire, a media company that provides strategic consulting, manages marketing campaigns for digital media brands, and owns and produces industry conferences. Digital Media Wire publishes daily newsletters and operates the popular dmwmedia.com news and community portal. Ned currently sits on the board of the Technology Council of Southern California and the NAB Show Advisory Council. He's founder and creator of the Billboard Digital Entertainment Awards, which he sold to VNU Nielsen in 2006, and he's also the co-founder and co-creator of Do, a joint venture with IDG World Expo. Welcome to the podcast, Ned. Thanks for having me. Great to be on. Absolutely. So let's start off talking about next year's Do Expo. Can you give listeners a little bit of background about Do and who typically attends? Absolutely. Um, so, so Do Digital Entertainment World is now in its third edition. We started the events really in a, as kind of a reaction to what we saw, we were seeing in the in the event environment, which, um, as as everyone knows, there are a lot of events these days. And we felt like Los Angeles in particular really needed a high-end event that brought together the people from the content communities, the senior executives from content companies, from studios, both traditional and digital, uh, publishers, music labels, uh, game publishers, and connected them in a, in a high-end environment with technology companies. So that, that was really the, the reason for, for starting the event. And um, what we've done is, is uh, build an event over three days that covers uh, really focuses in on monetization of digital content, and and uh, we've grown it year over year. Last year we were we were uh, just over 1,500 attendees over over three days, and uh, we're expecting that to grow even more in 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 2016. Very nice. So for the 2016 Expo, you'll be holding a startup competition, which will be officially unveiled in the weeks to come. What can you tell us about the startup competition? And if there are listeners out there that may be interested in applying to participate, how and when can they do so? You know, this is a really special part of the event and, and, and something that we, we thought was was very important when we started the event, that is to, to foster the startup uh, community and make it a part of this event that otherwise is really hitting a lot of very large media companies. So um, what we've done is we partnered with Rackspace, Manat Digital Media, and IDG Ventures, uh, one of the largest uh, venture capital firms globally. 
and put together um, a, a, a competition where we vet 12 of uh, the most innovative startups in digital, uh, digital media and invite them to the event. They've all gone through quite, quite a process to make it to that 12. We, 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 uh, we end up with, with way over 100 applicants. Uh, and then have a, a group of, of investors, uh, uh, mostly from A-list a uh, venture capital firms, and pick the 12. They then come to the event, get the benefit of being there with these you know, 1,500 executives and being a part of, of the, the do experience, and then present uh, on stage before uh, panels of, of investors. And that group is then weeded down to, to three or four, and a winner selected uh, right there on stage uh, on the second day of the event. It's, it's, it, it is a, a tremendously exciting experience, um, high competition, and we award, we've awarded over $600,000 in prizes since we started the competition. This year, we may be adding some new elements, but part of the prize package has been to provide um, legal services, consulting services from Manat, in addition to, to a cash payment and uh, web hosting from, from Rackspace. And we have interest from a number of other uh, uh, vendors in the, in the startup area to, to, to add to that prize. Um, so it's, it, it, it's, it's very exciting. You know, there, there's, there's, um, it's, it's not just a local focus either. We have companies from, from all over the world. In fact, last year's winner or, or this year's winner earlier in February, uh, was, uh, partially based in, in, in Dubai. Um, uh, it was, if, uh, also came out of the, the Clinton, uh, Clinton initiative, um, so it really is attracting a, 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 a top group of innovative companies around the world. And you mentioned that you've awarded more than 600000 in cash and prizes over the last two years. What kinds of companies have participated in the competition in, in years past? Yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's interesting, and, and you know, it, it really trends pretty, caref- pretty closely to where you see you know, VC dollars flowing in the, in the digital media industry. So you know, the, 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 the first year, there was a lot of, of, of mobile, a lot of mobile commerce, a lot of, a lot of social, uh, social applications. Um, this, this last year, that, 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 that also was true. Um, e- e-commerce, in fact, the, the winning company was a visually aided commerce platform uh, that uh, was focused on providing a platform for artisans from villages all over the world. So, you know, kind of in tune with, with, the, with the importance of visual media, uh, uh, you know, they, they rose to the top. Um, but you know, I, I would expect this year we may see some VR companies. I mean, that that that's uh, we had a couple last year that were really in their infancy, and and uh, I think with with the uh, dollars and the interest that's flowing into that space, that could be an area where we see some 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 growth in applicants this year. So let me stick with that topic for a second. Do you, have you gotten your hands on an Oculus Rift yet? And do you have anybody that's that's coming and and will be presenting or talking about VR at this year's expo? 
You know, I, I, we, we, we've, uh, I've been very fortunate through some of the, some of the contacts that I, that I have in, in Los Angeles to, to be able to, to, to experience it. And, um, we, we do a few other smaller events throughout the year, uh, as a lead up to, 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 to do one of our events that, that we do, we had, we had, um, the Ted Shilowitz, who's the, the, uh, VR evangelist or futurist at 20th century Fox come and, and, and he, he brought a uh, device and, and really wowed people kind of with, with the plans and, and, um, uh, f- future of, of, of the movie industry and how that might play out in the, in the VR universe. Um, it's quite an experience and, and, you know, I, I, I can see why the excitement is there. I, I, you know, I understand that there, there are still some technological hurdles to be, to be jumped. Uh, uh, but, uh, there's a, there, there's a lot of excitement and, and for good reason. So did you physically get one on, on your head? And, and if so, what was, what content did you watch? So, so I, I, I did get one on my head and <laughs> it was a game. Uh, it was game content that we were, that, that we were uh, checking out. And it was from a very early, early stage uh, um, game company. And I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the actual game. Um, but the the ability to kind of look downstream and into other windows was just fascinating. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's 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 unlike any other experience that I that I that I've ever had, and 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 certainly one when you're wearing these big goggles and kind of the mystique that it has as well. Uh, in fact, Shilowitz was telling the experience of 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 bringing the goggles. Uh, onto airplanes and having by the end of the, the the plane ride from from LA to New York, having about everyone on the plane asking to to, to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's quite an experience. Very nice. So uh, let me get, let me talk about your experience a little bit. You've been in the event space for a number of years, as I mentioned in the intro. Uh, you've you founded the Billboard Digital Entertainment Awards. How have you seen events evolve for maybe just a number of panels filled with subject matter experts to more interactive and engaging experiences? Well, that's that, that's certainly a topic that's 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 dear to us. Um, and and there's been, you know, as I said earlier, what we, we've seen a couple of things happen. One is there are more events probably than than ever. The 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 barrier to entry in, in creating events and and marketing promoting events and registering people and has 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 really gone down with all the great technologies that that are that are out there and the ability to, to, to market socially and create lists and grow lists um, but at the same time you know I think there's a real need for events that do more than just bring people together for a sit, you know, lean back and watch experience uh, where there's a panel and, and, and people in the audience. So we're very focused on how to innovate in the event industry, uh, both using, you know, technologies as well as physical space and audiovisual. Um, we think that, you know, kind of core to it is the relationship building. And part of that does come through 
um, technologies that that uh, social technologies that allow us to connect people in an intelligent way, uh, so that they ha- can can preset meetings, um, and then also just using the space and uh, in, in designing programs that uh, encourage interactivity, encourage audience participation. So we're going to be doing uh, something with with the event in uh, with the Do event in 2016 um, called the Inter- Interactive Expo and Stage, where that stage will be all unconference and lightning talks, uh, so that there's uh, a lot less kind of pre-planned activities, and we'll be encouraging uh, impromptu presentations, uh, topics to be selected and whiteboarded uh, by the group that happens to be in the room uh, at the time. Uh, And it's really a way that uh, uh, audiences become participants. And, you know, just as media is going that way in, 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 in so many, so many ways, we think that, that it's, that it's uh, important to, you know, walk the, you know, walk the talk in, in the event space as well. And it makes for a better experience and a better event and and uh, for relationship building that can really be meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. I know last year one of my colleagues, Chris Graham, came back from Do and he, could, he couldn't stop talking about the cool companies and presentations he saw there. Uh, Pluto.tv was one. Clone.tv, uh, I'm sorry, not Clone.tv, but Clone was another. Mm-hmm. Uh, Immersion was a company that we actually had on the uh, on the podcast. Their their head of user experience recently. Um, so, which companies did you see present at last year's conference that you felt like were really set to disrupt the status quo in the media and entertainment space? And and do you have any kind of updates on what what some of those companies might have done since Do last year? Well, or, or this, this year, I suppose. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Pluto because I, I I know Tom Ryan and and have been watching what they do. Their 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 office is is just a couple blocks down the street from from ours in Los Angeles, and I I've been really impressed. Uh, well, I'm, I'm impressed with 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 Tom. He's he's just a a very smart uh, business executive. They're backed by. Uh, a, a lot of great uh, investors, uh, both. Uh, uh, VCs and investment funds, as well as individuals, um, and they, you know, what 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 they're doing is is you know offering the ability to create channels or you know li- linear type channels, but in a digital environment. So you know, working with with uh, people like even Maker Studios, but but take, making sense of the content that's out there and uh, packaging it. So that, that it's topically packaged, often led by a host. Um, I think they're they're you know really offering something that's uh, unique, <laughs> and uh, I hear hear a lot of people people talking about uh, the prospects and excitement with working with Pluto. Um, so that that that's that, that's certainly one. I'm glad glad you guys met with them. They're 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 one I would have mentioned. Um, Gosh, who else is out there? I mean, there, there are a lot of companies that I think are interesting to look at. Um, the the you know the whole kind of social streaming space is is quite interesting. Um, we 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 do an event in in New York, and and you now is is one of the companies that that uh, will be involved in that event. Uh, people are probably pretty familiar with Mercat and, and Periscope. 
I think you know everyone's pr- pretty interested to to see how that 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 space uh, develops um, on the digital production or digital digital studio side. New form digital is one that uh, that I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about. Um, there um, re- really are kind of one of the leading. Uh, new digital studios in, in in Hollywood. Ron Howard is 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 one of one of the the, the founders. Um, so something to something to keep an eye on. Um, kind of out, outside of the, the 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 company space, but we we did a lot with influencers at the event, and in fact had a digital influencers lunch where we brought um, influential YouTube and. and uh, and Instagram and 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 and, and Twitter uh, uh, individuals to the to to an event and match them up with with brands and and producers, and 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 that was really fascinating to see of how uh, how brands are starting to work with this younger set of of influential uh, people in the digital world, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming coming down as well. Yeah, so let me let me ask about something you mentioned in in that answer, and that's mm-hmm. services like Periscope and Meerkat. So Periscope mm-hmm. was all over the news earlier this year in the aftermath of the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight because of copyright uh, violation concerns. I certainly felt violated having coughed up a hundred dollars to watch that fight. But what, if anything, do you think content creators can do to deal with services like that that essentially allow anyone with a cell phone and an internet connection to become a broadcaster? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, outside of and and and, I, and I'm not up to, up to speed on on the, on the legal ramifications, if any, and, and so so my assumption is that there 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 are no you know violations with what they're doing. Uh, so I'll answer from that that perspective, but. You know, I think it's 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 another in, in a line of disruptive uh, technologies or services, and um, it creates both a a um, uh, an obstacle or or in, in issues, but but also I think there's opportunity there. And it's and it's 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 uh, it's kind of you know what we've seen with a whole whole a line of of these new technologies that the first reaction or knee jerk reaction often is hey this is a problem this is something that that, that has to be stopped and then uh as the the smarter people in the room get together and start thinking about how to how to utilize uh new technologies and services in a in a way that furthers their 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 goals of a better engagement with their communities uh there can be a path to monetization whether it's direct or or uh fueling uh, uh fueling already in place uh models for monetization Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess look no further than uh, than Snapchat to see an example of that, right? I mean, it used to be just friends sending you pictures that would disappear. Now, you know, it seems like it's it's flooded with brands that are, you know, it's just another medium for them to to get their content to that's, you. That, that that that's a that's a really good example. And I and I you know I think what we're going to be doing with um, with uh, you now in 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 New York in in October is we're going to put put a have a session. Uh, featuring them and a major media company and a brand, and we'll be discussing just this dynamic. What, 
you know, what's in this for for major? Why would a major company media company be working with you now and a brand? And 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 how does everyone benefit from that relationship? So yeah, can you talk a little bit more about that conference? Because Do isn't the only event that you put on at DMW. The New York Media Festival is is what you're referencing, I believe, which is coming up in October. Uh, what what does that focus on, and what kind of audience does that draw? Sure. So 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 New York Media Con- uh, Festival uh, evolved out of three events that we've been hosting for for uh, for over ten years, and that's our Future of Television conference. Digital Music Forum and the New York Games Conference, and we had, we had done started doing them together as a group um, last year, and expanded upon upon the success we were having bringing those three conferences together, seeing a lot of people that uh, were attending all three, and making connections that they they weren't. Uh, necessarily making at conferences they were going to that uh, were were just focused on their particular industry or sector. Um, so this year we've we've added an innovation track to it, similar to what we're doing with Do. There 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 are a lot of similarities between uh, Do and the New York Media Festival. Um, one of the things that we're um, uh, doing with with the New York event that I think is a little unique is we are. Uh, doing something called a tech media crawl, which is a concept that we started uh, about a year and a half ago, where we, at five o'clock when the conference ended, uh, we started a group uh, open house schedule taking um, executives from the event to different media companies around New York City. The first time we did it, we, we worked with just four companies, Google, Spotify, Pandora, and iHeart, and this year we're expanding that to around a dozen companies, and it won't just be in the in the in the, in the music uh, space uh, the way we did it a year and a half ago. So that's really exciting. We we think you know again this is another area where there's uh, where where we think you can innovate within a within an event environment when you bring that community together, being able to take the event outside of one physical space. And making it into more of a citywide festival, um, we think that 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 that's a really interesting uh, uh, place for us to take the New York event. Yeah. So let me let me ask you about a company that you mentioned in that last answer, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Apple recently launched its music service. What do you see this meaning for the music industry as a whole and for streaming services like Spotify and RDO? Well, I I, I think it's it's. Um, you know, yet to be seen whether the Apple service uh, will be uh, successful or not. I have a hard time believing it, it, it won't in the long run with with uh, with their track record of success and their their their, their strong community. Um, but I think it's good for streaming in general. I think one of the problems that streaming services have had is uh, is kind of lack of understanding and lack of marketing around them. Uh, insiders like you and I have known about streaming services uh, since they started, but uh, there are a lot of people around the world that uh, that that, that are, are are not user, users and are not familiar. So when Apple enters the game. I think it's a a big uh, now they have entered the game. It's it's a big uh, promotional marketing push that the whole streaming industry gets uh, from from their entry. Um, so I, I I'm excited about it. I think 
you know, I've been a longtime Spotify user. I've also used RDO. Also, you uh, tried tried Deezer when I've been been overseas, and of course now now they're launching in the, in the U.S. Uh, used Deep Rhapsody years ago, and uh, it's hard to imagine going back to a a download service uh, when you have you know, to, to 12, 12 million, 16 million tracks at your fingertips uh, uh, on any device you own <laughs> through streaming. Um, so I, I think it's a really exciting, exciting thing for the industry. Let me ask you about monetizing content. The, the CEO of HBO famously said that he doesn't care if HBO Go users share their credentials with others. So how can traditional media companies make money in an environment like this? Yeah, that was probably the one question I, w- I was kind of struggling with a little bit how to, how to approach. And, and w- one of the things that I, that I it's, it's actually the one question I actually wrote some notes for here because it, it was <laughs> the one. That, and, and my notes were that, that, that I saw Michael Wolf. On, uh, on on television the other other night uh, in an interview, and he was talking about uh, um, uh, his his new book, Television is the New Television: The Unexpected Triumph of Old Media in the Digital Age, and with the the thesis being that uh, as we move to a digital advertising universe, and as ad rates uh, have gone down and there's so much content that the premium content owners have been able to now position themselves uh, as being able to sell their content and that in fact half of broadcast and cable income is now non-ad based. And I thought it was just really interesting the idea that you know premium product may you know, Trump's mass internet product, and that uh, television as as as, as content, and uh, not as not as the 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 the, the distribution screen, uh, really does win in the long term, and uh, something that that I think there's going to be a lot of debate and discussion about, uh, uh, but we certainly are seeing it with with. Um, uh, HBO, uh, you know, as, as, as you mentioned and, and, uh, Netflix programming and Amazon programming and, uh, some of the, the, the premium, premium services out there that are able to, uh, to sell to, to mass audiences, um, and, uh, get, get a pr- pretty hefty, uh, 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 fee for, 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 uh, for selling the content. Okay, great. Well, Ned, thanks so much for joining us today. It was great talking with you about digital entertainment world and some of the exciting things you see happening in the media and entertainment space. Will, it was great to be on and really appreciate, uh, appreciate the, 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 the opportunity. Thank you. Absolutely. Our pleasure. If you'd like to learn more about Ned Sherman, you can follow him on Twitter at, at Ned Sherman. You can visit the Digital Entertainment World Expo's website at www.doexpo.com. And you can visit the Digital Media Wire website at www.dmwmedia.com. Thanks once again to Ned Sherman for joining us this week. And thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to tune in to next week's episode. 
when we're excited to have Kai Engel and Violetka Dirlea on the podcast to talk about the book that they helped co-write, Masters of Innovation, Building the Perpetually Innovative Company. We'll be talking about how to build that perpetually innovative company, including topics like the five areas to focus on for improvement in innovation performance, the cornerstones of creating an innovative culture, and how to avoid the dreaded not invented here syndrome. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. The Innovation Engine Podcast is recorded, produced, edited, and published each week by Three Pillar Global, a product lifecycle management and software development company based in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information on the company or our services, please visit our website at www.3pillarglobal.com.